when these provisions were written into our constitution, what did the writers of the constitution have in mind? I think first, you know, we must uh, understand that the right to freedom of expression is a universal right that over centuries has been developed in various uh, other countries as as a foundational right to the notion of democracy. It is is a right that exists to give meaning and content uh, to a democratic society by facilitating and promoting democratic discourse, truth-seeking, and personal fulfillment. And I think that's the the overarching thing that we need to keep at the back of our minds at all times. Within the South African context, I think it's, you know, you've, you've read uh, the, the, the relevant sections of chapter, in Chapter 2, the Bill of Rights of the Constitution. But I think that uh, all of the rights in the Constitution really also need to be read and understood and interpreted in the context of the preamble of, uh, of the South African Constitution. And I think the part of the preamble that is perhaps most pertinent when, when looking at the right to freedom of expression it says that the Constitution to heal the divisions of the past and establish a society based on democratic values, social justice, and fundamental human rights. Now, those human rights include, in particular, the right to equality, set out in Section 9 of the Constitution, the right to dignity, that is articulated in Section 10. So I think we need to look at the right to freedom of expression uh, in, in, uh, uh, being balanced against the, the, those other rights. So in addition to, uh, to, to the restrictions that you've already alluded to uh, that, that uh, emanate from um, Section 16.2 of, uh, uh, of the Constitution that uh, does not extend to propaganda for war, incitement to in imminent violence, or adv- advocacy uh, of hatred based on rape, ethnicity, uh, gender, or religion. Uh, those, uh, those exclusions uh, um, uh, must also be seen in, in the context of the other rights that, that exist uh, within the Constitution. So I think to, to, for, uh, to speak of an absolute right of freedom of expression uh, is absolutely incorrect. It doesn't exist in any society. So we have, for example, laws on defamation. We have laws against child pornography. Those are, those are restrictions on the right to freedom of expression. So we, must need, we need to understand that the right exists insofar as helping to, to, uh, to entrench and consolidate and, and uh, promote democracy in, in, within South Africa. And I think it would be helpful uh, slightly later on if we get to examples uh, to illustrate what we mean with some of these. But as someone who works in this field and, and, and comes across these things on a daily basis, um, do you think that South Africans actually understand this right? I think people do understand that the right is granted to everyone. People understand that it's their right to express themselves. Um, South Africa is sometimes dubbed the capital of protest. That's just evident that people know that they have a right to freedom of expression. But with the debates that have been going on in, on social media, it's very evident that people are not aware of the limitations of the right. So... Um, limitations of the right and also the fact that the right to freedom of expression is about constructive dialogue. It's about putting out an issue, even though it might sting a little, it might offend some people a little bit, but it's about putting out um, constructive contribution out into the public. It has to do with good faith as well. The intentions must be to to generate a a useful debate uh, but you know clearly there's there's a conflation of issues where you see some some issue, some statements that are freedom of expression now being said to be racist and and all that so that just shows that there is a, a, a a misunderstanding of what the right really entails and we as the freedom of expression are 
Freedom of Expression Institute do educate communities, try to educate communities on, on how to protest peacefully and how to protest the right way legally. Um, so, and then we do find that people, people then uh, exercise their right to protest without considering the, the laws around, uh, the laws linked to the Regulations of Gatherings Act. So, yeah. And very interestingly, um, just looking at some of the messages coming through already, uh, for example, Tandogutle says, everyone has the right to freedom of expression as long as that right does not infringe on another person's right, which uh, Lawson has already uh, touched upon, that uh, it is not an absolute right. Uh, Major General Elias Chinemo says, people must know that if their words are going to discriminate, hurt or insult others, it's no longer freedom of expression. And I guess for me, this is where it starts getting interesting because um, we spoke about um, these limitations that exist. But sometimes it seems as though people think that that extends to the right to not be offended. Lawson? Well, you know, uh, this is where we, you know, we have in terms of uh, the right to equality in the Constitution, we have a, a piece of legislation in South Africa um, uh, commonly referred to as, as the Equality Act, which is the Promotion of Equality and Prevention of Unfair Discrimination Act, uh, which deals specifically with the, with the issue of hate speech. Um, and, you know, what it says is that it, it's not just about it being insulting, uh, that, the, that the speech that is, that is defined as hate speech uh, must advocate hatred or incite, incitement to commit harm. So it's not just being insulting, but to commit harm. Obviously, uh, uh, you know, so, so that, that's the, um, the ambit of, of, of the definition uh, within the Act, that it includes any speech that can reasonably be construed to have an intention to be hurtful. Uh, so I think we need to be, keep that in mind. And, and, you know, another point worth mentioning uh, uh, perhaps now is that, in, you know, the, the jurisprudence around uh, hate speech in South Africa is really underdeveloped. There haven't been many cases that have gone to the Equality Court um, there was the uh, quite infamous Julius Malema hate speech uh, shoot the Boer case uh, a few years ago, which unfortunately was, uh, from a jurisprudential point of view, was uh, settled in this, uh, before the uh, Supreme Court of Appeal, before the court had a chance to pronounce on the scope and ambit of the, uh, uh, of the concept of, of hate speech. Uh, so looking at uh, examples from, from other jurisdictions, we would see, for example, that it is accepted that someone who, is in, who holds public office uh, should, in a sense, have a thicker skin than an ordinary private individual, and that the uh, uh, speech directed at those people uh, may be interpreted by the courts in a different way. And um, very interestingly, um, let's come back to uh, something that you touched on, uh, Nomagugu, about uh, where something someone has uh, expressed an opinion and it's been construed as, as, as um, racism, Zuma must fall. The whole debacle that played out in Cape Town over the weekend, was that racist? Or was that merely free speech? Well, okay, there's there's two issues. Um, First of all, the legality of just mounting a banner on a building illegally. So I agree with the fact that it was illegal putting that banner up. But the statement itself doesn't um, qualify as racist because there is no clear and, and a reasonable person would not construe it as racist. It's not, it's not clear 
It's not straightforward. Uh, it's not like if somebody uses the K-word or uses words that we know that are historically racist. Um, so this is a, a political, for me, it's a political comment because it's referring to our political leader and people that are are, are not happy with him. So it's it's fair comment. Um, and, and I think, I suspect that if this if that statement would have gone to the equality courts, it would not qualify as hate speech because there's no direct intention to harm. There's no incitement of violence clear in that statement. Um, there's no propagation of war in that statement. But we've seen what a political football it has become. And one just fears that some people would have been misled by some of the commentary around that particular issue. But do you think, Lawson, that political speech should be more vigorously protected than other forms of expression. Absolutely, and I think that's the point I was trying to make just now, that speech targeted at, at uh, people holding political office, uh, political office in particular, um, it, it, it should be treated slightly differently because it is part of the robust discourse that is absolutely an essential ingredient within a vibrant democracy, that we need to be able to, uh, uh, to, to exchange political views uh, in a manner that is vigorous, without being insulting, without being demeaning, uh, and to do it in a manner that, that is a contestation of ideas. Now, this, the Zuma must form may, may seem to be a crude mechanism of, of making a political point. Uh, as crude as it might be, as Noma Google has explained, it, it cannot be, uh, be construed to be racist speech in, 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 in any way in terms of, of how, that is, um, how that is defined in, in the Equality Act that I ju- I've just referred to. So I think, uh, you know, for example, we also have the issue of um, parliamentary privilege within Parliament, where members of Parliament are freer than people outside of Parliament to, to, to raise issues and, and to exercise the right of freedom of expression. And it is there for a very specific reason, because it acknowledges the role that uh, open discourse plays within, within a democratic culture and within a democratic society. So I think we also need to keep that in mind uh, when looking at the issue of freedom of expression and in particular what constraints there might be on that right. And I want to get into examples, more examples, and uh, the lines are open, 891 uh, This one uh, came in this morning uh, when we uh, announced that this topic will be discussed. It says, using the phrase, Lily White is racist. Uh, imagine if I said, Blacky Black. Am I now also classified a racist? No more Google. Well, it depends on the context. Um, the context matters all the time. So uh, there's no context there. Um, on face value, it doesn't seem... It seems like a, a mere insult might insult someone at the, at, the, at the esteem, self-esteem, at the ego level, but may, but, but may not insult somebody... Um, at the identity, at the level of identity. Because we must remember also, hate speech is not a speech that attacks the ego, the person's ego. It attacks the person's identity. And it must be clear that it attacks the person's identity for purposes of excluding that person, for purposes of saying, uh, dehumanizing that person. So those statements don't, don't really qualify as hate speech in my view. So, and, and, and these are the conversations that I do believe uh, we ought to be having, you know, more often because uh, the way you're explaining it now 
crystal clear. And I think it's so important uh, that we actually uh, get to understand this. This one here from uh, Makeba says, whose freedom is it to insult black people and defend those who insult them as free to do so? Why should the freedom of speech tolerate humiliation and dehumanization of black people? We, uh, we, why must freedom of speech tolerate calls to overthrow legitimate governments and the president? Going back to that Zuma must fall um, uh, message in Cape Town over the weekend, Nomakugu. I'm not sure I get the that question. Is the is the person saying why? Can you just clarify again, please? So he's saying, uh, you know, what gives people the right to insult mm. others under the gaze, under the banner of, uh, under the guise of uh, freedom of speech. He says, why should the freedom of speech tolerate humiliation and dehumanization of black people? Well, again, it, then it wouldn't be freedom of, of speech or freedom of expression if it clearly dehumanizes black people. So there's no tolerance of dehumanizing of black people. I think that um, as we've been talking, that racism is excluded from pr- protection as freedom of expression. It's, it's very clear. I think that the question is self-explanatory given the, the discussion we've had and what's stated in the Constitution. Well, 0891-104-208, taking your questions now. We're talking about freedom of speech, freedom of expression, and I don't necessarily want to raise the examples. I'd prefer that you do so, so that we can get clarity on the issues that may be a bit sticky at this point. Let's go to Nelspreet. Silo, good morning. Uh, morning, Sakina. I I don't agree with your your guest who's saying Zumama's fall poster or, or, or emblem uh, or whatever that was posted in Cape Town is not inciting violence and has got no uh, racial connotation. It has. Let me give you uh, uh, my my side of the story. You see, in South Africa, we have regular elections in every five years, and. If a person wakes up and say the president of the country must fall, he's calling for the for, for the overthrowing of government, he's calling for cop d'etat, he's calling for, uh, for social injustice, you know, he's calling for, for, for violence. And, 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 and Zuma is a, is a leader of a democratic country leading the ANC, which is majority in government. You had number of individuals that were not elected by the people even during the time of apartheid who were white. These people never never talked about the clerk or border must fall and other things. They will only say that because they don't believe in black people. They will only say that because Zuma is black. They will only say that because they think we are monkeys, we are baboons. It's what they are saying. So I, I don't agree with your case. All right. Thank you so much, Silo. Um, let's give this one to Lawson first. Lawson? It, it's, it's a stretch to say that uh, um, a slogan uh, or a hashtag, Zumba Must Fall, is, is something that, it, that is inciting violence. I think it's legitimate co- political comment. It, politically, it may, uh, it may, as I said earlier, may be rather crude, uh, but I don't see that it, that makes it racist in any way. Uh, and your caller, uh, you know, expresses the, the concern that these people didn't say this uh, under apartheid. But those of us that were, and those people who are engaged in the, in the struggle for liberation in South Africa certainly call for the demise of apartheid leaders, even though uh, that, that was that was um, unlawful at the time. So the right to to express uh, to express a view 
is a legitimate right, whether it was uh, uh, lawful or not uh, under the system of apartheid. It was done because it was an internationally recognized right of freedom of expression. In the same way that, that an attack, even on a democratically elected leader, uh, such as uh, President Zuma, is, is a political statement. And it, it, is not, uh, it cannot necessarily be construed as, as incitement to violence, uh, as, as a call to, to, uh, uh, for a coup d'etat. Uh, it is it is political comment. It is it is comment about the, the state of the country. And I think uh, whilst we may, and not everyone will obviously agree with the statement, the right of someone to make a statement that has political connotations is a right that really must be protected. And we're going to go to a break. When we come back, uh, we'll actually take Norma's view on that in response to what Silo raised. Ah, they're taking the decision upstairs, John. This is going to be a close call. The home side with everything to play for here. Have they done enough? One decision can change it all. The right call can transform opportunity into measurable results. Make the right call for your business. Partner with the CASA today. You imagine a chartered accountant? We see a business decision maker equipped to inspire future business results. Find a responsible business leader at findacasa.co.za. Mancosa, Africa's leading international business school. Accredited, affordable, and accessible management education programs. Mancosa offers postgraduate diplomas in business management and MBA. Register today at our Graduate School of Business. Visit mancosa.co.za or SMS Mancosa and your email address to 34745. Think MBA. Think Global. Think Mancosa. Management education reimagined. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM. Talking about freedom of speech and expression, what does it mean? Uh, do we understand uh, this particular provision of our constitution as South Africans? That's what we're grappling with this morning. Our guest, uh, Lawson Naidu of KSAC, as well as uh, Noma Gugunyati of the Freedom of Expression Institute. Noma Gugu, your response to what Silo was saying? Zuma must fall is an expression of opposition, opposing the, the, the current government. And the fact that opposition parties are allowed means that they must believe that um, they should be in power instead of the government that's there. And so I think what the caller is saying that um, when people express opposition to an existing government that should call that should incite violence, I think it is far-fetched, far-fetched like Lawson is saying. The existing, the existing, we, we all know that uh, there are people that oppose government, and that has never necessarily uh, incited violence um, to the magnitude that we might be very afraid of. So I think that it's, it's not, there's, there's not much substance in saying that that statement will cause mass violence and 